Aces in business, everyone. We are back. Episode two. For those that tuned in to the first episode with Joe Watson, we appreciate you, everyone, on the Osmerican Aces platform. Absolutely love all your support around all the uh, videos and podcasts we're putting up on Tommy Talks and also Aces in business, as we mentioned. Big guest today. I don't know about you, Tommy, but uh, Dom Tyson's in here and... Uh, I feel like I'm I'm ready to talk some business. Some serious inside mids the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I'm not sure we're doing inside mid craft or, or aces in business. But Dommy, welcome to the show, mate. Oh, pleasure, boys. Um, don't compare me to Job. He was far superior, mate. I was <laughs> lucky to hang on to him for dear life a few times. Did you did you play on Job a fair bit? Just I reckon I would have just tried to present on his back at a stoppage and just <laughs> try to tackle him once or twice. But he was just mate. You'd think he was slow, but he. Those spokes that look slow, they're actually quick over the first few steps. Like Josh Kennedy from the Swans is one. Yeah, um, yeah. You sort of go, oh, I can, I can probably break away from this bike a little bit, but just never as easy as you think. So. I didn't realize how big he was. He's, yeah, mate, he's, he's, he's a big boy. You're quite tall, but he was like towering yeah. you as well. Yeah, he's a monster. Big, thick, 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 powerful shoulders. Man, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I reckon I got him. What year did he win the brown though? Twenty. It was 2012 or 13, we spoke about that, I think. Yeah. 2012, maybe. Probably around yeah. our first years in the system. And then I reckon, I, yeah, it was probably, he wrapped up maybe later. I mean, you guys did the podcast. Yeah, you, so well, 2012, he won the brand yeah, yeah, and he had to yeah. give, his, his old man gave it back. How's yeah. He told us he never he never had it himself. His mum had it, and then he, th- he thinks his dad's given it back. There was actually a bit of a bit of coverage on that. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. um, Demetrio came out and said, if I was in charge, I would have tried to keep him with the yeah. brand So good to see the big fellas tuning in to <laughs> Aces in business. Yeah. They, they didn't give us a mention, Maybe though. Maybe we'll have to get him on. Well, actually, that's yeah. not a bad call. That is a good call, actually. Good yeah. Be great. Come on, listeners. Should we get should we get on the old uh, CEO of the AFL, Andrew Demetrio? Mm. That'd be something else. Yeah, we're not here for footy. We're here for one reason and one reason only, and that's business. So, Jakey? Well, I feel like we should talk business, Tommy. Are you ready? Shall we talk business? Shall we talk business, Dom? Let's talk business. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Clutch & Co. Clutch & Co. is a golf and performance apparel brand. Refined, versatile, and affordable. A label that recognises that we're all capable of something extraordinary every now and then, even when we're just having a casual hit with our mates. Head online to clutchandco.com.au and use the special code that we've created for 25% off. That is called ACES. That's right, ACES at checkout for 25% off. Righto, let's get into the show. Now, you've had a pretty uh, interesting life. Obviously, we, we know about your AFL career, which we'll touch on, but you've got a love of golf. And, you know, Tommy over here has a bit of love of golf himself. I'm not sure how he hits him. Mm. I've always been fascinated by golf, but I've never really been right in the thick of it. But what, for you, kind of, you know, made that happen? Well, I'll, I'll disclose, first of all, for, for a guy with a golf brand, <laughs> I should be a lot better than what I am <laughs> in terms of my ability. I, I think it's a bit of a misconception. Like, geez, you must play a bit and go pretty well. I'm, Always have to reveal my handicap. But, oh, okay. <laughs> and then you follow it up with, mate, that's the target market. It's just the everyday golfer, which <laughs> yeah. is me. I live and I breathe it. I, I know who I'm selling to. But origins of my love of golf, basically um, played with my granddad at a course called Riverstale, which is sort of out past Ashburton just here in Melbourne. And um, school holidays, you just sneak out. Um, yeah, just bro- I've got two brothers as well. So just muck around for nine holes. And then eventually you, you just love it. It's just you get a bug. Like you sort of go... You're just never in control. You, one thing, you might be driving it well, then you can't putt. You come back the next week, putting well, can't drive it. So just you never sort of It's like the constant, yeah. constant disappointment. It, yeah, it is. It is. So, yeah. And then you always wake up, you've got a nice tea time, weather's good, and you go, oh, this could be the day that it all comes together. And you're just full of optimism and – you know, you never deliver, but you have enough shots where you're like, I'm coming back. You know, like a few out of the middle, you drain a putt, you just do something and you're like, oh, when's my next round? I can't wait. So, um, yeah, I'd love to play a bit more. I'm sort of sinking my teeth into the, the golf business. So it sort of prevents me from getting out there a little bit. But, you know, golf days pop up and the odd Sunday here and there, I try and get out. So, yeah, trying to get a bit better. Just on that, what is your handicap? Oh, Matt. Should have looked it up last night because I had a shocking round on Sunday. <laughs> I might have moved at 16, I think. It's so, all right. Yeah, I'll, I'll um, make a solid excuse. I did have a shoulder reconstruction end of 2019. Um, <clears throat> didn't play for about 12 months, and now I'm terrified of hitting a driver. 
Actually, so really? Yeah. You'll see me on the first tee. It's a par five into the wind, and I bring out a five iron. <laughs> Which, we played the other, we played about four weeks ago, I reckon, maybe a couple of months ago. Yeah. AFLPA had a um, big golf day, and Clutch and Co., which we're going to get into, by the way, um, Dommy's brand, we're going to talk about in depth. We're sponsoring the day, and uh, I was in Dommy's group, and there was a few other boys there, great crew. And we get to the first, and I haven't seen the big fella play. And you're excited. Well, mate, first. The first drive is like, let's see what he's all about. Oh, you know? anyway, yeah. anyway, and Dommy comes up, and we've all gone bang, bang, bang. Everyone's had a good go at it, like some, <laughs> some slices. Some have gone down the middle. Dommy's pulled out the iron. Like, What's going on here? And he goes, mate, I've got to warm into it. You're kidding, yeah. but if you get the scar out, you can see what I'm, what he's talking about. Oh, right, it's a okay. big, Does it actually hurt or is it just a mental oh, kind of... No, it doesn't hurt. It's, okay, it's, it's just... um, mate, I just haven't got back into it. I need to go sit at the range and belt a few. But, but... just but just on that, then yeah. we're getting into him. We probably weren't playing your best yeah. golf first, like the first nine or yeah. first five, actually, because we played shotgun. And um, we get to the hole where the cameras are <laughs> and there's a bit of a backlog and there's all these people. And, mate, I've hit a house. <laughs> <laughs> Driving it like a mad dog all day. I've hit a house. I'm going, oh, no, I'm gone here. Looking behind like, anyone got insurance? Dommy's come out and pulled the driver out. I go, oh, hang on. He's going to he's gonna get the driver out. And he's absolutely crushed it. Oh, so he can turn it on if he wants. Yeah. yeah I, on that day, it was an Ambrose start. So you, I think we started on the 12th. So we're isolated. There's no one watching. So you sort of feel all right on that first tee. Yeah. Or the 12th tee. But then when we did get back around to the clubhouse, everyone's there. And I've got, you know, peer prep. Oh, mate, you've got to hit driver. So yeah. it just delivered on that one moment. And then I ducked hooked the next five and put it away. <laughs> and, um, we did have, uh, we should give him a shout out, Mitch Hallahan, who's a former player. He was in our Ambrose team and he carried us on the day, didn't he? Like I think, yeah. you know, we, we played to the letter of the law in Ambrose, which you've got to take people's drives. Like we've, Taking yeah. Tommy's out of the rough on one hole and, <laughs> and did go. the right thing, but Mitchie, um, it was a pretty easy day for us. We just had to try and chip a couple of times on on oh, behalf of handy. his drive. So he's a star, mate. Yeah. He's he's off one. He handicaps one. Oh, yeah. Good. Well, they, mate, there were some good players at that golf day because we we had a net. Uh, we were eight under off the stick as a Ambrose and net fifty eight won it. So we're fourteen under. So we've rolled into the clubhouse going, oh, we're we're podium. We're getting a prize. You. Actually, there was a Clutch & Co prize, so imagine if we won that. <laughs> Probably have to re-donate yeah, that one. But exactly. No, we were we were mid-pack, well, well back. So We literally walked into the club rooms yeah. thinking, righto, what do they got for first prize? And there's a big, you know, a few buggies. I'm going, I'm going to have that one right there. Yeah, oh, you're kidding. And we didn't even come top seven. No, we didn't come so eight. Oh. Now, I yeah. don't want you to fabricate this uh, response, but yeah. I, you know, I think the listeners are very keen to know how Tommy goes on the golf club and, and yeah. his swing. He talks a big game, as we know, but yeah. can he actually hit him? He's aggressive. Um, <laughs> he's aggressive. He's aggressive. He's aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun, Ambrose. Yeah. Go for it. Um, you know, we're on a nice private course down there at Moonal Links, and the hat was backwards and the shirt was untucked on the first. <laughs> oh, you're joking. Who are you? Had, you know, he had his tea in his mouth on a few iron shots, but um, no, very enjoyable. Uh, he's sort of, you know, he's talking, you know, you're in, you just, you're, he relaxes you. So yeah. he's, <laughs> he's he's as good as seeing that. Him, is. Seeing him hit the ball relaxes yeah. you. Right? Is that what he's slicing him? Yeah. Out of the 12 beers we had. Yeah, I think we did have a beer sponsor on the day too. Which yeah, was, yeah, it was, no, it was a good day. Hopefully, you get the call up again, mate. Yeah. Well, nah, can you good. give us a bit of insight into Clutching Co? Because for yeah. the listeners out there, Dommy Tyson's got his golf apparel brand, which he's obviously been doing post AFL career. But can you give us a bit of background on how that started? For sure. Yeah. So we're an e-commerce platform. We do a little bit of wholesale stuff as well now. But basically, we started in 2017. Um, hobby business uh, for me and my brother and a mate or two helped me out initially and. I should reveal, I've got a very good um, shortcut in. My dad's been in the sporting good manufacturing and distribution business for 30 plus years. So he had a lot of intro contacts with manufacturers. Um, I can link him with his design team at the the back end. And um, he's got a warehousing out in Keysborough, which I'm able to store my product and we can fulfill from out there. So he's been obviously a great resource yeah. to be able to tap into. Um, but we started in 2017, hobby business. So I was playing footy, studying commerce at uni. Um, it's probably a little bit of a myth with footy, I reckon, Tommy, but you do have a lot of spare time. Like yeah. it's physically demanding, but you do get, you know, a day and a half off during we the week. We speak and of this all the time. Like, yeah. yeah. So I was sort of, I felt like I was on top of uni. I was chipping away at that. And I thought, you know, business side of things does interest me. Um, you know, we didn't necessarily do a whole leap, whole heap of market research into, you know, a bit of a macro look at the, the golfing apparel market. I just wanted to create something, get it out there. 
Um, and boy, I underestimated the time you needed to input into really? an e-commerce. Yeah, I've sort of created the website, had a you know a friend do that for me, and you know he sort of handed it over to me with a bit of a template, mate. You'll be right to navigate it now. And <laughs> you know there was a lot of issues early, just where we didn't have the time. Like I was sort of. You know, as, as much as I've just said, you do have time yeah. off with footy, but um, that was my priority, you know, yeah. sort of footy, um, uni, social stuff. I could probably try and go play around a golf on my day off or catch up for a feed with a few of the boys or you do it a bit extra recovery. So it just, you know, although I've just contradicted myself, you, it was just the last priority for me. Yep, um, and then it wasn't until probably when COVID hit, um, that March 2020, like the, the big first, you know, first wave and big, national lockdown, all that, I guess having the e-commerce platform, everything converted from bricks and mortar through to e-commerce <clears> because people were shopping online, shops were closed, um, people on at home on their laptops more. So without really doing much more, we, we had a bit of a sales spike, um, which I think in one month we probably hit the numbers that we'd achieved in the three years prior. So wow. yeah, I sort of thought from there, obviously we're doing something right. I probably had to investigate as to what the customers liked or what about the platform was working. And then I've, I've sort of sunk my teeth into it and I'm pretty much, well, I am full-time now, but in my last year and a half of footy, I was sort of, yeah, like I was getting up really early to get stuck into some emails and, and sort things out from the, the business side of things. And it, in a way, probably became just as much as a passion of mine whilst I was still playing footy. So it was a great segue for me to sort of, once footy wrapped up last year, I could just step into Clutch and & Co and Oh, yeah, I love it. Really engaging. Um, as you know, Tommy, like it's it's all your time input to get the output. So it's sort of, yeah, it's rewarding in that sense. Oh, yeah. It's funny. Yeah. We probably similar at the end of our careers. You, Tommy's obviously played much more footy than I have. And to be honest, you probably, you played a lot of great footy. And by the end, injuries and, and, and whatever it was, um, I would have thought, I mean, you can answer this, but how, how much was like, how important was Clutch & Co in the background just for your, I guess, for your, you know, your mentals, like literally? Yeah, yeah definitely. It's, it's a good point because I reckon um, I did have a little bit of personal success early in my career. Like I've come second at BNF when I was 21, my mm. third year, first year at Melbourne. Um, and you just think, geez, lock me in for a podium for a few years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've, I've figured it out. Yeah, like, I know what it takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. get going. You know, you just, um, We're talking it, Brownlow votes, like right up there. Yeah. That's unbelievable. You just think, oh, you know, I've, you know, I'm just in a rhythm now. Off I go, watch this. And it just doesn't work like that. Like there's no. there's injuries, there's internal competition for spots, confidence. It's just a hard slog. It's like, got to be a bit of luck as well. Like, luck, yeah. yeah. Like um, I always say like, you know, someone – now that you do a bit of reflecting on your footy, um, someone's like, what's it like? And you go, well, yeah, like there's a lot more downs and ups like mm. through your journey. Like the ups are unbelievable and that's why you keep coming back, but it's probably a five to one ratio. And <laughs> oh, depends who you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the funny thing was to link back to your question is like I probably set up Clutch & Co when I was going all right with footy. Like it was sort of 2016 and I had another decent year and um, you know, I'm playing every week at Melbourne. So the importance of it, kicking in was when things weren't going that well. It was sort of like not an escapism, but it was more just, um, you know, you can get a bit of reward and a little bit of adrenaline from a good sales day, which is similar to a game day in mm, a way. With a little footy, hit, yeah. A little hit. You just, um, yeah, I, I certainly was engaging whilst I wasn't able to get out on the field due to a fair bit of injury at the back end of my career. Footy clubs against sort of like, I'm not sure if they've, they've openly said this because I'm an advocate for, for athletes to have a business while they play because of the platform they have, the time they have, and obviously the money they're making yep. to set themselves up. But is there ever like a point where footy clubs just kind of want you to channel your focus just on footy? And Really good question. Um, with the last club I was at, North Melbourne, I think we had 100% compliance for engagement off-field. So whether that be a guy, part-time uni, TAFE, work experience, or even it might've been, you know, charity community service stuff. But, um, you know, there's a full-time welfare slash careers advisor employed at football clubs now. So, you know, they're sort of, I mean, some guys are pretty proactive and independent in, you know, doing what they want to do, but that guy's, you know, prodding guys in the, you know, in the back, come on, mate, what are you doing off field? So it is encouraged, but I think at the same time, like if you're, if you're young, you're drafted, um, you, you don't have a contract or you're under the pump. 
Different ball game. Pretty hard to go. I'm going to, yeah. you know, not focus fully on Yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. So, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why'd you come in on your day off? What yeah. are you doing extra? Yeah, I'm on Alibaba. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Searching> product. So, <laughs> probably more the optic of that's yeah. not great yeah. for coaches and this management staff. It's just like, is this bloke fanning? Yeah. Is he sinking his teeth in? Is he giving it a crack? So, I mean, there's challenges and barriers to yeah. um, utilising your opportunities as a footballer, probably until you're established. Yeah. That's probably when guys can – it's funny because you – like, there's hard workers, but then there's some guns that, um, as you know, like they, they work it out. They've just got a rhythm and they work out that less is more at some point. And that's where things like, you know, not that I worked that out and it hit me, but guys that have some things happening off field, um, it's probably where they've just, they've, they've got themselves really set up. Yeah. Established yeah. players. You're spot on. There's a few people that can just, they know what they need to do. You even think of pre-season, some blokes, they don't need a full pre-season where mm. I felt like if I missed one session, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're spot on. How old were you when you started Clutch & Co then? You would have been- Good question. So 20, I'm 28 now and I, we had our, we went online in 2017, so five years ago. 20, 23. 23. Yeah. Yep. So it's probably about the sweet spot to what you just said. You, yeah, you yeah. come in, you find your feet you, and you, you probably work out a bit who you are and you travel a little bit. You get these mm. ideas, you have a lot of, you know, you, you meet a lot of people. Um, and yeah. then at that, 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 that time, yeah. a lot of people go through this thing, and me included. Domi's different. I'll ask you this question in a minute. But you go, do I want to go to uni? And for me, I didn't. <clears throat> I went there. I tried it. I did a couple. You know, I did a couple units. The third one, I just didn't want to do it. It was so boring. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's when I. That's when the idea come. Mm -hmm. But and for some other people, they they I see it all the time. They they go to uni and they do it just to get the hundred percent compliance. Yeah. They want to show the club that they're in. They want to, yeah. they want to, they want to tick that box, but they're just ticking it. They're not actually there. So to see someone that goes there and, and completes their university degree, amazing. But yeah. people mm -hmm. that are there coasting and then they leave, it's like utilize your time and what you want to do whilst you're in it. A bit like what Job said, you, you've got so much currency while you're a player. Mm. Yeah. Utilize it because when you're out, you don't have it anymore unless you've built these relationships. Just on that, you, you weren't just one of those guys that, did nothing for five years. Yeah, you've you've accomplished a fair bit at university as well. Yeah, finished my degree uh, last year. I was yeah, it was I did a summer subject, so I would have finished last year. Um, just on that, I think it's a good point. With I think it's a bit of a generational thing with uni because I think probably you know our parents' generation go to uni, get a job, get a degree. Well, that's your best opportunity to mm -hmm. get a job is if you have a degree. I think our generation. Um, bit more inclined to follow their passions and whether that's a good thing or not, probably up for debate, but there's not really any barriers to starting yeah. um, a website. Is there selling an e-com? You create the platform, you get your domain, your trademark. Um, obviously, there's a barrier of probably the initial capital required to set it up financially, but um, that probably didn't exist 30 years ago or definitely didn't. So um, yeah, uni in a way for me, I, I, I was, yeah, I enjoyed school and I was, you know, um, you know, I studied hard and got a decent score at VCE level. So for me, I just wanted to kick, like I sort of, I don't know, it's strange, but I sort of, um, like I felt like I was keen to get into uni actually. So when I got drafted up to Sydney, um, I pretty much got into uni NSW straight away. Um, but it's a whirlwind when you first get drafted, isn't it? Moving states, you did the same thing. Yeah. You move even further away. And I guess I, we had a real social vibe up at the Giants because it was just filled with, um, just young punks, wouldn't it? Literally, like, young felt like an under-18s yeah. camp initially. Yeah. So, I mean, pretty hard not to go to the beach and go out for a fee with the yeah. boys and just muck around socially. So, I didn't really uh, – I probably didn't give it its due, you know, uni requirements in that first year or two up in Sydney. But when I got back to Melbourne and, you you know, you settled back in, you got your family, you have schoolmates and, um, you know, you just – as you said, you start to work out your routine a bit more. That's when I sort of stuck back into uni a bit more and I – I think for those last two years, whilst I was still playing footy and trying to grow Clutch and Co, I actually did six six subjects a year. So I was wow. at Deakin Uni. So you've got to trimester. Is that borderline full time? Yeah, oh, well, eight, eight's the requirement to technically. Right. But yeah, it's a good effort. Yeah, so I was just under full time. Um, and it's probably worth mentioning, like the AFL does encourage you to do uni because they actually reimburse your uni subjects. So um, through the AFLPA, so you're. Like I've finished uni and I don't really have a, I don't have a hex. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, which is, um, yeah, I've, I felt like I wanted to make the most of that as well just because it's obviously a great head start. Yeah, definitely. Now, for, with the golf brand for me, what's fascinating, and I put myself in your shoes as much as I love everything about, is it, it, it's about, I think one of the things my first 
my headspace went to was jumping in an industry that's like filled with sharks or like very yeah. well-established brands. Yep. What was your sort of thinking when you were going through that? And was there sort of like a fear or, or did that not really bother you? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, very established market. Like there's the big dog brands that you see the tour players there. They're just wearing the, there's probably four or five, you know, Callaway, TaylorMade, Nike, um, Ping, those type of Titleist, which Footjoy, they're all connected. Some of them are owned by each other as well. But um, I didn't try to get intimidated. I just thought, look, just create a good quality product. And I've probably tried to penetrate at a bit of a lower price tier as well. Right. So basically that was my strategy initially. Like, um, you know, we've got a really good uh, item called the Quarter Zip Performance Top. Um, and we retail that for about $55. And some of the feedback we receive from customers is, mate, this quality of this top, it's so good. Like, I've got a Nike one, but it cost me 120. So, I mean, obviously Nike can afford to do that because of how their reputation as a brand. But I thought, you know, I'll just try and penetrate, find my little niche in the market. Um, and, you know, I'm not really going head to head with those guys because they could just swallow me up any minute. But it's more just domestically. We only ship domestically. So my market's golfers in Australia. So I had a bit of a look into that. Participation rate in Australia for golfers, I think it's around 1.2 million. There's your market. Initially, I didn't sell female clothing, so you withdraw the female golfers. Um, club members in Australia was up at about 400,000, so they're the people that you assume are buying apparel on a regular basis. So I thought, well, it's a decent enough market. Um, you can you know, get 1% or 2% of that. There's still some you know, enough enough of a cash flow or revenue opportunity there. That's amazing. So do you? De- well, how would you define like success for you, like from market share? Is it that sort of one or two percent from the four hundred thousand across, or yeah, not? Haven't done it too much of a deep dive into it. Like yeah. it's mate, it just grows. Like it's sort yeah. of um, it's great. It's actually like an unreal material. Yeah, it is. Like, it's good. Quite, well, we we spend a lot of time. Um, as I mentioned before, I've got some um, help at the design level, and one of the big things is we work hard on a fabric. Like we try to create. Like we've got this stretch pant fabric which is like a mixture of an elastane and polyester and it's just got a shitload of stretch in it so if you're awesome. bending down to put your tee in picking up your ball you just it just moves with your body just on that yeah. i've got i've got the full kit and and the, the, all of it's unbelievable but the, sh- the shorts like i think i've yeah. only got them off you for that tournament not long yeah. ago and i just can't take them they're so comfy yeah and yeah. you can just move so freely like i've found you want to look good on the course, but you never really feel good sometimes, yeah. especially with your shorts. These shorts that, that Domi's producing are unbelievable, really. And are they the pants as well that you're rocking? Same fabric as the short right. pant version. Now you get me like, and what's this, yeah. look at this hat. Yeah, this is, mate, that's just one of the early days hats. Like While Royal, you're trying that hat yeah. on, yeah. one thing that jumped out at me was the logo. Obviously, yeah. having my own brand and going through the process of name and logo. Can yeah. you talk to me about how the name come about and also... What, yep. what the logo looks like, who yeah. it is, and yeah, how yeah. it all come about as well. Yeah. Name, first of all, clutch was just a word coming into the sporting vocabulary. I can't say that word that well, but back in 2017, oh, that's a clutch part of yeah, yeah, clutch yeah. set shot at goal. That's clutch, yeah. That's Even clutch. NBA, they say it all the yeah. time. So clutch. it wasn't, wasn't super frequent back when I first started it, so I thought I'll jump on this. And the co just represents, <clears> you know, there's obviously help in the business. It's a bit of a team effort with my brother who helps out at the warehouse a lot, my dad with his resources, um, you know, the graphic designers and the people that helped me with the website. So that's the co. And then the logos, um, we, yeah, so the the theory behind the pose is it I've sort of initially modelled on Adam Scott winning the Masters, but obviously his celebration, he's just won the Masters. He's going nuts. <laughs> Fair enough, good on him. He's a pretty um, cool, calm, collected character, but he's had a bit of an outburst of emotion there. Love him. <laughs> My one was just, I wanted it to be a bit more subtle. So it could be you putting on the 18th hole and it's, we've just got a beer at the clubhouse on the line. <laughs> still a clutch putt, isn't it? Very big. Still clutch. something on the line. <laughs> it's clutch. As big as it gets, if and you ask you're me. You're probably not going as nuts as Adam Scott, are you? You might be. Oh, you, <laughs> you bring great. You bring yeah, You bring great energy yeah. to everything you do. So oh, you yeah, might man, be. little subtle fist pump, just, no talk. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like a fist pump. You don't want to get caught doing a the fist pump. Yeah. 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 Done a fist pump. So I've just posed. It's a silhouette of me when I was playing footy, so I'm a bit better Nick with, with the silhouette. And I had a graphic designer, um, her name was Georgia, so she helped me out with that initially. Um, and it's just, yeah, well, you trademark the the name, you trademark the logo, and off you go from there. It's fantastic. Yeah. And we can obviously see it now. We're going we're gonna to put it all over the social media and, and whatnot. But you've done a great job, and I think that's so important from the start, the name and the, and the logo. Yeah. 
You yes, simple, it, but so it's actually catchy, isn't it? It is. Yeah, and you can, you can do so much. So, yeah, no, it's well, well done, mate. It's a, it's a great name and, and the logo. I love how it's, it is Dommy as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so for you now, because you obviously yeah. would have gone through like a bit of slog at the start, especially those early days AFL, getting it all started up, having support, getting the e-commerce stood up. Yep. Once you kind of got through the wave of a lot of the admin you had to do to, to get a brand going, get the manufacturing and stuff, when did you sort of start seeing like the reward or that, you know, the happy moments come? Yeah, it's a good question. Like there are rewarding moments when you, you know, you, you have a really good sales day when like a, a bit of a marketing campaign comes together. Like, um, you know, we, we launched an autumn bundle pack yesterday via email campaign to our subscriber list. And, like that's probably a week or two in the making where you you come up with the idea, you engage the graphic designer, hey, mate, can you put this nice little graphic image together, present it well, you then get your email template going and you do the back end on the website where you put in your SKU codes and you get everything sorted. And then yesterday we sent that email out and we had a nice response to it. So like that's a rewarding moment. But everything's trial and error. Like you um, – a little bit like footy where you do all your prep work during the week. Like, you know, you get your massages, you do your main sesh, you do your touch, you do your vision. You think you got, you know, I've done everything I can to give me the best chance of having a good day. Still a lot of variables once that ball's bounced, isn't there? Like you're not guaranteed to having a good day. You're just probably trying to mitigate your, your you know, your opportunity to have a bad day, really. You're spot on. And, you, yeah. and there's so much going on and, you know, whether it's in the world or whatever. It's like a bit like the stock market. You can see it go down and up all the time with what's going on in the world. It does happen. It does, it does relate to, to, you know, small brands as well. Mm. You don't know whether there's another campaign on, you know, I think there's Afterpay Day coming up. You've got to be prepared with this e-commerce calendar so that you know what is coming up so you give yourself every chance. But what you're doing, and people don't realise this, is because you are – CFO, CEO, founder, digital marketing, blog posts. You're doing it all, which is yeah. a big shout out to everyone else out there that's yeah. doing the same thing. But yeah. you are sinking your teeth so into you're everything. Are you the one-stop shop? You're yeah. the, well, yeah, we currently have... the only employee yeah. as such? Well, yeah, I actually don't, I haven't paid myself yet. So, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, I just work hard on I, I like being super hands-on. So I like getting a feel and learning on the go. So, like, I've outsourced the digital marketing before and um, – We've got a great graphic designer, Jamie Spaz, J Spar Creative. He's come on board. He's a freelance. So if anyone's looking for some stuff, hit him up. He's a good fella. Um, like a lot of roles you need help on because you're obviously pretty green and raw in certain situations. But yeah, like today, for example, I'm straight out to the warehouse after this. I'll get hands on and, and process some orders and, and get them fulfilled out there just to help out the team because it is a shared warehouse and, and they're flat out with some other stuff. Um yeah, the back end of the website, I, I sort of monitor all. I use Squarespace as my website platform. So it takes you ages to get familiar with how to navigate the website, like the back end. Like, I mean, I remember we, we probably had a bit bit over 2,000 online orders now. Um, and we've, we've, I thought I had an email set up for 14 days post-purchase where it's um, a thank you email from me. And how did we do? Could you please leave us a review? Because obviously reviews are super important for your conversion on your website and has a bit of a back-end Google SEO impact as well. And I'm going, geez, we've had 2,000 orders, but not one person's given us a review. Like, what's going on here? Like, And you do a bit of a deep dive into it, and I've clicked through to a few buttons on Squarespace oh, no. back-end. All it was was there's a little toggle that says switch on automated yeah. email. <laughs> And that had never been switched on. Oh. So, you know, you click that on and it just goes to green. And, you know, 14 days after that, we start getting reviews. So, yeah, there's a lot of trial and error, a lot of mistakes, a lot of learning. But um, I just, like, I love the learning element to it. And, um, yeah, it's just you feel like you're picking up different skills every day. And then even, as Tommy would know, I'm a bit of a list guy and like try to be really organised and I'll sort of set out Monday, this is what I want to do this week, what I need to do. Things pop up where like by the time you get to Friday, <laughs> it was just something you hadn't thought of that's popped up and you've gone. Like you're really good at being flexible and just in the moment and just going with it. Like something pops up. You'll... Zero structure. Yeah. <laughs> in other words. Zero, zero, yeah. zero sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Night out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes for runs at 10 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, I mean, that's probably where I got to, I'm not, I'm not super flexible. Like I'm a little bit more stiff and rigid. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, that, you'd think like, that's more natural coming from an AFL yeah. you know, background where you literally are by the book and everything, you know, yeah, by yeah, this yeah. time do this, eat by that's this right. time, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's just one of those things that when something goes wrong, it does take priority. Of course. Because all the other things you need to do anyway probably need that thing to be done first. <clears throat> 
And when you're on your own, you've got to, you know, you sometimes need to outsource. And the one person that you want, they're, they're busy. They're in a meeting. You're like, oh, yeah. I need you right now. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. just, as you said, you once you learn it the first time, it becomes easier. But yeah. there's so many things that go on in the background. It's unbelievable. One yeah. um, one thing you touched on, and you'll probably be able to answer this as well with, with Rick's, but for, for you guys, obviously, when you get a buyer or a consumer yeah. of the product, like what sort of the, do you guys have a perspective on A, one, the satisfaction and two, keeping that relationship there so they, they're coming back and converting again and they, yep. they sort of get that relationship and feel with the brand? It's good, yeah, good, good call. I think we've had, you know, I've mentioned before about, about 2,000 online orders, um, 600 of those are repeat customers. Wow, so that's, that's yeah, like there's a good, you know, good analytic you can use as customer satisfaction. Are they coming back for another order? Um yeah, well, little things that we do, like if a guy spends, or female, like actually of that, like of our top 10 customers, five of them are actually female. So so you've moved into the female market now? You well, we do we do, do female range, but um, the consumer can be a female buying on behalf of mm. a partner. That's right. hard to track, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so, um, <clears throat> but we do do little things, like if someone spends over $200 cart size, like I'll jump on the emails, hey, thanks so much for supporting small business. Um, we'll get that process for you as soon as possible. Awesome. Sing out if there's any issues with sizing and I can step you through it. Um, little things like that for, yeah, that are, that are great for just trying to build that relationship with customers. And the other thing I guess is I do all the customer service stuff. So it is, like there's an info at clutchandco.com.au for returns, size requests, um, opportunities, wholesale, things like that. It is me behind this, on that email address. So I think sometimes people get a bit surprised that, you know, if someone is going, oh, look, they might send in, mate, I'm 6'1", I just don't know what size I'd be. And I go, mate, I'm actually 6'1", and the medium's built off my physique because that's the, <laughs> what we base our size breakdowns off, mate. Yes, you're medium. And they go, oh, mate, that's so good. Thanks, Dom. Cheers. I'll put an order through. So, yeah, there's little things like that that are, um, yeah, but, mate, by no means do I know everything for conversion no, and repeat, all, but yeah. like I, I try to do a few little things that just add a bit of a personal touch to it. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. You're doing that. Have you identified any sort of parallels or, or strengths that footy gave you that you found has made you kind of more natural in, you know, operating yeah. clutching co? Yeah. Good question. I think, um, as you touched on, like footy does, um, yeah, create a pretty organized lifestyle, like your, sorry, schedule, like you've, you know, you, you sort of work back from game day in your lead up, you know, you know, your main sessions two or three days out from game day, you know, when your captain's run is, you know, when you're doing leg weights, you, you know, when you got your massages book or your physio appointments. It's like school. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's, it is a lot like school where you've got your timetable. Um, so in a way, like it, it did create, like I, I do feel like I'm pretty structured and organized because of footy. Um, and then, yeah, what, what else would you say? I like, find with like, I find one of your strengths and even with Joe, like I haven't really met many AFL players that aren't great communicators. Like when having conversations, yeah. they come across really well. And I think because you've it's, been in those environments with hard conversations yeah. or you've got it, to be good with people. It's a good point. And like, I, I don't know if I'm oversharing here, but I, I did do a bit of work experience. Um, I won't reveal the name or the business, but um, I tailed the CEO for a couple of weeks and he had a meeting. Like, it was a little bit of a HR meeting that he was handling um, in conjunction with HR. And it was a bit of an internal issue um, with an employee. And I remember what the details of that were. And I remember going, geez, if that was in a footy environment, that just would not have even popped up because it would have been hit on the head. The feedback's pretty <coughs> brutal in the footy world, isn't it? Like, yeah, Correct. Yeah, it's very direct. You know, you, you essentially yeah. do a... Like any sport. Like if just say uh, you're in a job, um, you might have your uh, end of year review. Essentially, you do that every week in footy. Your Monday is your game review, which is almost like a... Or even three times a week. Yeah. Off the back of training. Training, or yeah. So you're getting a performance analysis feedback very regularly. So I remember, you know, with that issue that did pop up, I was like, geez, mate, like that was an hour meeting. Like, you know, I'm, although I was, um, you know, all I knew at that point was the footy world. Gosh. I was like, mate, that would, geez, that was just, that would have been pretty bluntly handled and move, people would have moved on. And he just goes, I remember it was a learning for me. He goes, no, 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 mate, you can't handle it like that in this, in this environment that just creates more issues. So yeah. um, in a way, some of the learnings from footy are that, maybe not what to do now that you're out of the football world. Yeah. There's an element of that, though, that I still think the way the footy arena handles it is is somewhat good, but it's it's just not going the line that footy would go to with the name calling, yeah. the the openness in front of everyone, like the Foot, brutality of Footy's you know. changed a bit. Like I reckon yeah. um, in our first, years, ten, first year 10 years ago, 
like I think a few of the older guys, you probably had to earn their respect a fair bit before they, you know, you felt anywhere near on their level. But now, like, um, when you're drafted, you're, you're encouraged to give feedback straight through to the skipper that's played 300 games, the best and fairest winner. Yeah, like, you really are. There's <laughs> no hierarchy. Like, a little bit of hierarchy exists, obviously. Oh, God. But, you know, in theory, there's no hierarchy. Feedback is give and <clears> receive. <throat> um, no barriers to if, if – um, who's, who's one of the better players? If um, Benny Cunnington, who's a gun, like, if he – doesn't do something and you're a first-year player and you see it, hit him up. Like, and it's gutsy. If it, like, not many do. But Jeez, the I one, don't fucking do The that. ones that yeah. do, though, you'll, yeah. you'll be amazed. You're like, yeah. they generally do progress with their career. They and they, really? Yeah, well, they, they put themselves out there. And the first, you know, there's no doubt people going, Jesus, like yeah. you don't, there's nothing wrong with it. You just go, yeah. that was ballsy. Like, a, I personally wouldn't be able to do it. There's a story about, yeah, and this might have been yeah. back in, in the early days you're talking about, but Alex Rand spoke about a story where he was a young pup and they were doing like some, you know, shuttle runs and he uh, he called out Richo for not, not going all the way through the cones. Mm. <laughs> and Richo turned around yeah. and going, who the fuck yeah. is this yeah. guy? Yeah. But then you talk about the blokes that progress. Yeah. He's one of the they best. Love, they love that cone one, run through to the cone. Yeah. Yeah. The, amount of, the amount of times I've heard the that. Cone one. Yeah. I, mean, it's, I think it's a theory. It's like go to the end, but well, Jesus. Especially uh, like just say you're doing shuttle runs where the whole groups and there's only a cone at one end and a cone at the other. Like you can't actually see the cones. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You're yeah. not pulling up because you're, I'm going to intentionally pull up a metre before the cone here. It's just you can't actually see the cone. And you're yeah. thinking about the next thing anyway. Yeah. Oh, and then you know that, wow, Hands off hips, hands off, you know, when you're cooked. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, yeah, that's a hard All run. you want to do is put your hands on your hips or hands on your knees and just suck them in. But yeah. like, stand up, stand up, keep moving. Like, don't show the opposition you're buggered. Yeah. You're weak, yeah. Yeah, so there's things like that. But it's, um, um, but it's a great question, feedback, and it's probably yeah. something that when you're a small business, small brand growing, you probably don't have the employees around you to, to, to work that out yet. Yeah. Mm. Um, I've, dealt with a lot of, I've dealt with a lot of freelancers and they're all incredibly talented and they're all amazing. And because they are freelancers, you've got to understand that they're working for you on just the job. They're not, they're not like, they're not attached to the business. So they really do, um, you know, they have that job in mind and they've got another one to do. So you've got to, you've got to, you've got to work out ways to communicate that yeah. you wouldn't communicate at a footy club. Because ideally the way we've been trained, you'd be like, here's the job, kind of do it. And if it's not good enough, you, you almost want to say, this is shit. You get mm. someone else in. Yeah, this is shit. And these are the reasons why. And I'm going to support you to get the result. Let's do it like now. You can't just say that. You've got to, you've got to be, you've got to, you've got to almost, like, there's just why. Yeah. yeah you, I mean, you've probably got to catch yourself even on email. Like, yeah. You've probably got to reread that before you send it <laughs> and go, is there a fair bit of tone in this? Or? <laughs> Look what the footy world's done yeah, to yeah, you, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. oh, hey. Oh, so yeah. I don't, that's why I don't like yeah. texting. The tone yeah. is horrendous yeah, when yeah, I text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you just want to get straight to the point. They yeah. rush them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for, for you uh, thinking of like a bit of like the nirvana and the, the best part about this business, if there was like a specific golfer, Oh, like yeah. in the like on the PJ tour or someone that yeah. you would love to see just wearing clutching co. Who would yeah. that be? Yeah, well, on that we're, we're gonna do a little as if we fake sponsor someone for the Masters. So we'll put together like a nice little one page presentation of our four day look where we use the combos of upper body, lower body. So That's we awesome. we have something ready if we could find a player that is playing in the Masters. Yeah. But <laughs> I'd love someone like Justin Thomas, like a really? young guy, like he's a gun. He's yeah. he's been world number one, but he's he's just active on social media and he um. He's a little bit outspoken, like he's got in trouble once or twice, but just everyone on tour looks like they love him. Um, he does a bit of the miraculous stuff, so it probably gets good engagement on all the platforms. Um, yeah, I just hit Ricky Fowler is probably one, say his name right, Ricky Fowler. Um, he's not necessarily a gun anymore, but he wears some outrageous stuff. Yeah, well, loud, very, like, even if you don't know golf, you probably yeah. know who he is. Well, everyone, everyone knows he wears Puma, yeah. don't yeah, they? Correct. Like, and Pink and, and Puma yeah, do orange, like yeah. a Ricky Fowler line, you know, where they use his colorways and things like that. Um, and he's probably not their number one, you know, Bryce and DeChambeau's Puma, I think, as well. And there's a few others, but Ricky's probably in the, somewhere in the top 50 on the latter end. And he's probably their number one guy internally just for how he engages and his sell through. So, yeah, Justin Thomas would be a good one. I mean, you got to love the Aussies on tour. Yeah, Cam Smith, he's just won over in the players. He'd Mate, be a yeah. beauty. And just, just trending. His look is trending. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that it mullet, just, the mullet. It's just the yeah. Aussie. So I feel like yeah. right now he'd be hot property. He's yeah. like our John Daly. Yeah, he's just well, a look. A bit fitter. But yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> a lot fitter. Yeah. Yeah. I just love it because he's. Um, I think there was a quote from his caddy that popped up, just like. Um, Anywhere inside 60, I just don't go near him because he's just so good with his putting and his chipping. So, oh, really? Yeah. And he's, if you're a gun putter, because they all strike it really well on tour, I think the 
what I've been told is the putting's obviously mm-hmm. the difference between, you know. Clutch and co. Yeah. So he just, he'd be great for the clutch putting and the. Gee, that's got a ring to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clutch putting school. But yeah. I mean, you know, hopefully we, we, I do have um, like intentions to reach out to, I mean, you'd start with some young Aussie guys to maybe sort of set them up on a bit of a um, apparel partnership, just sort of go, look, guys, um, here's our full range. Uh, we probably can't offer you money, but we'll give you, you know, $1,000 to $2,000 worth of product. Um, do you want to come on board for the year? And just when you're playing tournaments, just let us know and we we'll, might send out a photographer or just send us all your organic images that you're using when you're practicing. So it is something we're planning. It's just um, you sort of hand, there's so much inward stuff coming that I probably haven't got the opportunity to do too much of the outward stuff, which yeah. would, that would feel, you know, be put into that basket. But it is something I'm, I'm thinking about in the maybe the next six months. Definitely. For you, is there been any obvious challenges? Like uh, obviously mentorship's one thing that, you know, you get quite a bit of in sport. There's so many players to turn to. Yeah. For you, do you have anyone that you kind of yeah. soundboard off and yep. get advice? Definitely. So I've obviously got my dad who's um, been great, particularly for wholesale and the manufacturing side of things. Like he's he's more of a wholesale business. He's ha- had a few brands like um, D-Dora's Sportswear has been one that he's had the license to for a long time. Arena Swimwear he did back in the early 2000s, late 90s. Uh, he's doing a little bit of stuff like in the safety division and utility footwear, a little bit of stuff with New Balance and he's got some sub-brands as well. So he's very experienced. He's great to bounce off. And then I've got um, my best mate, his, his partner, Danny, who obviously I'm now friends with, she runs a really successful e-commerce business as well called Merry People, sells gumboots um, and they're really established and successful and uh, there's also a CFO there that I went to school with that I'm really good mates with as well. So, yeah, they're really open. Um, and I think I've explained it. We've chatted a bit about this. It's like when you do um, meet someone in the industry, I just love it when you go, oh, how's it going? Mm. And they just they get into like doesn't have to be full numbers on sales or – but they don't just give you, mate, yeah, yeah, it's a grind. It's, it's going all right though, isn't it? And yeah. then I just love when someone – like when you're in the industry and like you're – they just get into it and actually give you a bit of insight. Yeah. They're a bit more vulnerable. Like I'd probably overshare some of the performance stuff, but you can probably relate to that, I guess. Well, I love it. It's, yeah. we, we, we obviously uh, sitting next to each other now at this co-working space and sharing is just the best man. And yeah. it means, I feel like it means you actually care when you ask the question and even in life, right? You go down the street, how you going, mate? Yeah, good. You, <laughs> come on, man. Like, yeah. get out of that. Give, give me something. Yeah. Give me something. If we're gonna have a five, if we're gonna yeah. have a five minute chat, yeah. I'm always like, mate, great, doing this, doing that. You know, give them, give them something. And it's the same yeah. in business. in business, but ecom because it's you, you bounce off each other. It's like I'm doing this. We did this last week. It was shit ass. It didn't yeah. work. Yeah. I, th- I think it might have been this, but we're not going to do that again. But we're now excited to do this. Yeah. And then it might be like, oh, you're funny. You say that. We did this as well. And then all of a sudden, your new idea just come like that. Yeah. And when you don't share or tell your story, it's just a missed opportunity, I believe. And this yeah. might be off the mark for you, but yeah. because you're you're probably engaging with a lot of the customers and so forth, but. Obviously, you seem like you're the only employee of the business. Do you miss the people camaraderie, that aspect of um, obviously being so used to footy, the change yeah, room? That's a good question. Like, um, I'm still playing VFL um, at North Melbourne, doing some right. playing assistant. So I'm training there, you know, Monday, Wednesday night. So you still get a bit of that. You, you got know, your footy, fix. you know, you still get a bit of that banter. But, yeah. <laughs> it's just shit, but it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Brand, mate. It's like, I don't know that because it's a new group down there my first year. Right. And I felt like a bit of a barrier to break the ice was that there are a few young boys and we just got on TikTok uh, uh, and they just, oh, I saw one of your dancers on TikTok <laughs> and they, they start mimicking the dance and it's just, you know, like now I feel like I've got a bit of banter with oh, a few of the young boys. But like Tommy's definitely a people person. Yeah. I, I, I love people, obviously I'm not going to say I don't, but I do need a bit of a recharge socially sometimes. So yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. mind just being on the grind, a yeah. um, little bit isolated. Obviously like we outsource a fair bit. So like, you know, uh, there's still enough connection there for me for sure. Um, yeah. I'm off to the warehouse straight after this and there's two of the warehouse staff, um, Chantal and Shawnee, and they just love a bit of band. Like <laughs> probably it should, I should probably be out there for two hours. It'll take probably four because they're just, <laughs> yeah, they're they're just great. For, yeah, they you know, Love stirring it up out there. So you still get enough fixes, but um, yeah, it's not so, like with the footy stuff, like when you're living and breathing in the, you actually like, it's almost too much. Like it was for me nearly, like, it was almost like, geez, like you're just in and amongst the banter too much. Like you, like I sort of loved not, like, you know, the boys, like, where are you going for feed after training? Yeah, it's, it's hard to say. You got to say no. Yeah, sometimes you're like, mate, I just need a break from you yeah. boys. Like, I love you, but um, 
Yeah, it's, it's hard. Not easy to say no, especially yeah. when you're young. Oh, I'd never said no. <laughs> yeah, Tommy would. Tommy's at every. So you, would you be? Yeah. Would you be introverted? Yeah, I would be. Yeah, yeah like when the, oh, you do a few of those personality tests yeah. um, through in the footy club when you're going through leadership models and stuff, and I would have always tested introverted. Being finance, you know, the, the CFO naturally. Yeah. most of them are. Yeah. I'd yeah. say I'm the complete opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're the chief you'd be operating officer. You'd be off, oh, off just the chief marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah just, yeah. Like just chief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no degree, oh, just chief walking around. How yeah, are we? Doing? That's nah, nah, nah. It's, it's funny. And that's why we bounce off so well because I feel like you teach me a lot and the things that – um. And you and you, you do teach with good you know like with good energy and process yeah. and like that stuff you can you, I think you enjoy it as well yeah, teaching do, people yeah. with the financial side anyway those little things that yeah. I'm love, more yeah. I'm more you know I love the marketing and the creative and networking side of things but yeah no it is because I do I do do a lot of like monthly reporting um, and like you know looking at margins and where the budget is and forecasting and like part of it is. Um, like, cause you got to like. Sometimes you, oh, well, my gross profit's been good this month, but um, my net profit doesn't look great. What's going on there? And you do a bit of an investigation, and you sort of a little bit of solution based. Oh shit! Like, oh, geez, I went way over budget with some marketing expense, and that's what's killed me this month. Let's tighten that up for next month. Like, mm. I like being on top of that stuff, but um, it is. Yeah, it gets a bit draining. Like, so, like it's not. <laughs> you don't live and breathe it. You, you sort of like. Yeah. Do you do all the like the colorways and stuff like that? Do you have someone yeah. that comes in and you outsource for that stuff? Yeah. Or? So there is obviously that resource through my dad's work. Yeah. Um, so I sort of come to her. Like there'll be a fabric out there that I really like, like from another brand, and we'll sort of go, "What can we do with something similar?" But I want it a bit thinner, a bit lighter, and we sort of contact some manufacturers. Um, we we do mainly China. We've got some stuff coming from Peru end of this month actually. And then you sort of get some samples back. You go, oh, that's close. Um, not quite what I'm after. You send it back. Then you work off another set of samples. Um, and then, yeah, they just send color swatches. Like you get these pads of all these color options. Right. Um, and you just sort of select off colors. And often it depends on what fabric's available in that manufacturer. Right. So, you know, they'll go, there's some leftover fabric in this color. What can you do with that? Um but I am lucky with like the designer. She's great. Her name's Denny. Like there's things that I just wouldn't see that she sees at that last point of the pre-production sample before you hit green light on the bulk production. Mm. Like, you know, I remember one time I'm like, geez, how good's this? Like, we've got to get this going. And she'll be like, nah, the, the distance between the buttons is off. Like it's like she can spot that sort of thing or like the seam on that midline. She wish. she go, it's <laughs> That's just, why good. Detail, yeah, mate. just the detail. Love that. Um, yeah, like we have had a few issues with design and not design, but manufacturing. Like we, I remember one of our early days, we had a bit of a bleed in one of the colours, like one of the quarter zips, the red, the initial batch that came. Um, we tested it and like we, we, we thought we'd fully tested it. And then we worked out that uh, if it did get put through the wash with some white T-shirts or sh shirts, whatever, a little bit of a bleed. So that white shirt became pink at times. So It happens all the time as yeah. well, you know. So we obviously had to kill that and do a reorder on that and test it even more thoroughly. So we nailed that. But um, yeah, like even the one from Peru that we've got coming, it's due 25th of March, end of March. Um, we didn't actually get a pre-production sample. We just worked off one sample they sent. We love the fabric and it was pretty competitive to um, get the the fabric. Like they, they, I think they were reached out to us, but they told us they had a fair few nibbles on the fabrics. So we had to lock it in pretty early. So yeah. we- we committed to the deposit of that, um, you know, that order. Pretty well, we'd never actually saw a pre-production sample, so there's some risks involved mm. and some unknowns in in that department for sure. Definitely, wow, that's crazy, man. What are the timelines? Just for, I've got two questions. That's the yeah. first one. We'll go that one first. But what are the timelines for someone like you? You got this beautiful design. You've now identified your color. How much lead time do you need in your industry to put an order in so that you can get it? Yeah, yeah. On so your doorstep. It, um, it's probably a six-month process between when you, when I sort of go to Denny and present a fabric or an idea, and then it, to when it arrives in the warehouse. So. The shipping takes the shipping costs have gone up a fair bit. That freight inward. Um, Are you going by air now? No, nah, ship. Yep, still ship. Just yep. a bit slower. Slower and cheaper, but yep. um, yeah, it's still more expensive than it used to be. If you're organised, it's not a real big issue. Yeah. So if you yeah, so like I think um, for we've got a, a big stock order arriving in July, and I think it, we had a January fourteenth deadline to commit to that. So you sort of I mean you're in the height of summer, and you're sort of thinking about what your your thick winter items that you got to have ready to rock and roll. Um, 
yeah, so it's probably all in all about a six month. The the Peru that one's probably a little bit less. That's been about four and a half months by the time that arrives. If there's no delays, so. yeah, and 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 there always is a little yeah. delay. Now, thanks for sharing. I think it's really important for the listeners and people watching that they understand if they don't that it isn't easy coming up with a new design or new colour. So, you know, when you you might even be at the pub with your mate and you might just go, mate, this design is, yeah. why don't you do it in that yeah. colour? It's like, we actually have <laughs> three months ago and there's still three months of waiting yeah, time, yeah, you know? Yeah. And that's things that, yeah. if you could do it overnight, you wouldn't, yeah, like, yeah. Anything, if it's right. easy, and you're going to be doing it. So And there's, there's, obviously, question. there's obviously minimums. Like, you've got to hit a minimum exactly order price. quantity. So, I yeah. mean, you might love a colour, but you go, geez, I don't know if I can move that many of it. Everyone so, love it, yeah. Yeah, you've probably got to stick, like, we're... Being Melbourne-based, we've probably gone down more of that earthy colour vibe that's a bit more, um, you know, versatile for the conditions down here. Like, we're probably not too playful yet in some of our colours just because, you know, we probably haven't um, penetrated into, like, the warmer climate markets just as we would here in Melbourne, New South Wales, Victoria, New South Wales. So we'll try and get a little bit more playful. Like, we've got a bit of a light blue coming out soon and we've got, like, a sage green, which we haven't done anything sort of green related, but we'll, we'll give that a crack and um, see how that goes. Love it. Well, yeah. Just another question. What's your greatest advice to anyone out there in any, in any industry yeah. that wants to start their own e-commerce brand, whether it's clothing, accessories, anything, yeah. what, would, what would be Dom Tyson's greatest advice? In a sentence, it's you need a good mentor because you just, there's so much you've got to have a grasp over and know. And like I by no means know everything. I'm still learning heaps, but... If you've got a good mentor that can get you in the right direction at the start, who's been through it before, and they can sort of shortcut a few of the teething issues or even help you avoid any of the big issues, like that's a great help, I reckon. Really? So an experienced mentor, experienced probably mentor. in that field. In that, yeah. Ideally. Yeah. If because, you're going for e-com, yeah. you, you've got to find someone that's got their own website that ticks over really nicely. And then if you're going to go down more of a wholesale path, distributor, find someone in that maybe take less margins and go through a supplier that's already, you know, yep. built the relationship with and piggyback that a little bit. Yeah, well, you get a lot of indirect marketing through the wholesale business because obviously you've um, fulfilled your obligations by yeah. giving the stock through to them or selling the stock. It's up to them to then on-sell it through to the customer. So yeah, they've got their subscriber list for their email campaigns. They're doing their digital marketing, whatever their Facebook ads, Google ads, all that stuff. So they're selling your product. So you get a little bit of that indirect stuff that occurs. So um, ideally, you know, the goal is to keep growing the website. That's got to be your bread and butter. But a little bit of wholesale that pops up is great for trying to engage different customers. Do you have an end goal for the company? Like, do you, are you a visionary like that? Are you more nah, day-by-day focused yeah. kind of guy? It's hard to look too far ahead because you just don't know. Yeah. Like, it's hard okay. to forecast because hmm. it's like even like the digital marketing side of things are pretty fast-moving beast. Like Facebook ads probably performed really well historically and now there's some privacy laws that have kicked in there which probably should have been in place a fair while ago that Apple's brought in and I don't know a heap about it like my knowledge isn't probably where it should be but like suddenly Facebook ads our performances have dipped on those a fair bit so it's sort of you know something that you would budget for now has changed so it's sort of hard to look too far ahead and it's like um yeah it's just for me it's just give it give everything a crack assess it, give it a chance, review it. And then if it's working, keep going. If it's not, find something else like a different avenue. Bloody oath, mate. I yeah. reckon we need to have a golf day. Yeah, well, we, we need to get up. We're thinking about one. We're not far. We're not far off. Yeah. Oh. We've we've got a we've got a place. That we've got a location. We've got a. Yeah. What we want to do is a Ricks v Clutch yeah. and Co. <laughs> and we invite our friends. His friends are probably better golfers. So yeah. I'm just, I said, just slow down. I need to yeah. find, I need, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I've been recruiting on the side. Yeah. And what I want, and I've yeah. said to Domi, I want you to come up with some custom colours or, you know, existing colours, but put our, you know, our logo on them, a bit like what you did for the AFL Players yep, yep. Um, Association and and have a real good day of it and, and get some prizes and we'll film it and, and have some real good fun. And oh, I can't wait. It's going to yeah. happen. I, I mark oh, my words. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's building. It's coming. It's building. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. This is what the uh, relationship with the Commons has been doing. Yeah. Doesn't it? They're just oh, sitting yeah. next to each other. It's yeah. bound to happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's bound to yeah. happen. Yeah. That's great. Well, I guess yeah. that I mean, love love what you shared, mate. And you've built a great foundation. And um, you know, you're wearing you're wearing your polo there. You got the stretch yeah. pants on. It's I've got the shorts and and all the polos and the and the long sleeves. What do you call the, the performance tops? We have got a quarter zip performance top, quarter zip tech top. Unbelievable. And they're stretch as well. They got the yeah, same material. Pl- plenty of like elastane through them, so they sort of. Work with your body. And just quick ones for me. What's your most popular item that's that's 
uh, been selling? Historically, it's been the quarter zip performance top black. Yeah. We've done a reorder on that a couple of times and that moves nicely. Um, and then the tech top in the, the black male is probably number two. So if you're an aggressive golfer, a bit mm. of a loud unit, probably like myself, yeah. Yeah. what are you buying, you reckon? Oh, you're in the shorts for sure. Get the pins out. Um you're probably buying oh, – we see, we're, we're pretty earthy in our colours. So we probably need to find something more playful for a boat like you, don't we, for colourways. But we did have a, a bright red, like a tiger red for the Sunday. So we did do one of those in a quarter zip. We got a different darker red, but we had a bright red. So That's, I'll find there's probably a couple just somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I'll, need that. Yeah, well, need that. Yeah. And you've got socks, hats, yeah. not just shorts and yeah. pants. And yeah, we've got and... like – we've actually got a – like a hybrid puffer vest coming out winter. We've got performance jogger pants, which are like a nice tapered, pretty much tracky pant, which mm. everyone was wearing during COVID. So we tried to yeah, get amongst that. Um, yeah, the little crew sock, as you mentioned, hats. Women's quarter zips, women's polos coming. Um, like a men's, we've got, these are actually made out of recycled plastic water bottles. So six, 600 wow. mil bottles um, form 45% of this polo. It's like a polyester blend. Um, they're good. We've got a Pima Cotton Polo, the one coming from Peru. So we're sort of growing, giving it a crack. Doing a great job, eco-friendly and all the – ticking all the boxes. I mean, we've kind of already touched on it, but what is next? Like, what do you see – where do you see Clutch, I guess, from a product design point of view and events? And what yeah. is it that you want to achieve? Let's say you had no budget. Yeah. What, what's going to happen in the next 12 months, provided everything, there's no restrictions and we can just get going again? Good question, good question. Um. I've always just said I want to work full-time on it for 12 months, which is what I'm doing right now. Like I'm probably four months in awesome. to full-time. So I just went, see like see where you can get it in 12 months. And it's just everything's through trial and error. Like if you did have an unlimited tap of finances, you'd just go hard with new designs, bigger num- you know, bigger volumes of ordering, um, and you just pump more marketing. You just give everything a crack. Like we've got a – Outdoor billboard on Swan Street, you'd just get five, wouldn't you? <laughs> like you'd go hard. We do some we do some print ads in the golf magazines, you'd do a double page ad. You'd just go more aggressive with things that you're giving it a crack. Um and you'd probably look into doing whatever else pops up. Like you get a lot of inward stuff, you know. Um there's a lot you can do in the digital marketing space that we're not doing just because it's expensive, but we we just give all that stuff a crack. Mate, yeah. Absolutely awesome, mate. We're, we're going to put the uh, website, I'm sure, in the bio, we'll, episode we'll get, bio. Yeah. And get, we might as well communicate. Send me your logo suite. Send me all your assets. We'll yeah. put it behind yeah. our show here for the listeners. Now, when our um, guests come on, Joe provided a discount code. Well, yeah. Dom's given me a little nudge pre-show. He, now, I must say, everyone yeah. listening and watching, Clutch don't, don't discount at all and if they have I'd rarely see it it's a really solid brand a brand it's been the foundations are so solid it's, it's been built you know as you can see how much hard work Dummy's going into it but in saying that no squeezed way. out we, yeah. the CFO we, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the cap has he the CFO has seen opportunity yeah. <laughs> and I've, the aces and yeah. I've sucked him in yeah. he's, he's <laughs> got me he's got me 20% discount code New beauty for all yeah. our listeners 25 we'll 25. 25 25 ladies and gentlemen so and we'll it will be active. Tee off time. How long, how long will be active for? Just Let's so do a knows. week. We'll do one week. One week. One so week. if you're yep. listening to this, it's one week. Yeah. Now there's no mayonnaise on this one. It's one week. Yep. And if it works really well, we'll do it again with yep. the masters around the corner. But yep. what is the code, dummy boy? It's ACES. Just ACES. It's ACES in capital letters. Beautiful. So I'm sure we'll have some graphics that will pop yeah, up yeah. for that. Um, and yeah, basically, we pretty much only go on sale on Boxing Day. So it's um, very exclusive to Tommy. Oh, mate, I'm, I'm, I might get on there. I've been yeah. dying to get into golf for, for a said, long time. Yeah. It's a good opportunity, all, everyone yeah, out the there. Stuff. All my mates wear it. Yeah. Incredible. The sun's still, the sun's pumping here yeah, in yeah. Melbourne anyway. And if you're around Australia, it's go probably Go and sunny. be the bloke or the lady that has all the gear and no idea. That's, that's yeah. my suggestion. That's it. And again, Dommy's just released all the female range yeah. as well. So yep. for all the ladies listening as well, um, get online, clutchingco.com.au. Spot on. And drop aces at checkout for an exclusive 25% off, which is in order value, dollar value, that's a lot of money. So I really appreciate that, Dummy Boy, and uh, really appreciate your time, mate. I know you've got to duck awesome. out to the warehouse to pack 
16 orders last night, probably 26 by now with, <laughs> with, with what we've sent out in yeah. the uh, marketing last night. But, mate, thank you so much for your time. Yep. Thank yeah. you for listening. Anyone watching, really appreciate your support. More of this coming. Send us, like Dommy said, give us some reviews. Let us know what you like. It means a lot, doesn't it? What you don't like. If you love Clutch, send it through to me. I'll pass it on. I'll just message Dommy or Clutch & Co on Instagram. Um, once again, that's a wrap. Ladies and gentlemen, episode two of Aces in Business with Dom Tyson, the founder of Clutch & Co. Refined, versatile and affordable golf and performance apparel brand doing unbelievable things away from AFL now that he is full-time with Clutch. Dommy boy, if you're listening, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. We wish you nothing but the best in the future. We're very grateful for the code that you've created for all of us which is ACES. Everyone head to clutchingco.com.au and use the code ACES for 25% off for one week only and you'll be looking unbelievable on the golf course. No doubt it increases your game by 1% and we're all about the one percenters in business. So make sure you head online at clutchingco.com.au and use the discount code ACES. Thank you all for your time. Thank you for listening. We're excited. We can't wait for what's next. It's big. It's the CEO of one of the biggest gaming companies in Game Square, and you do not want to miss this. Monday night, 7.30 every week. Have a great week. Be safe. Keep smiling, and we'll see you soon.